to The Synergy of Us. We're speaking from the heart on human design to help you discover who you uniquely are. Hi, I'm Marianne Till. And I'm Liz DeConing. Come along for the ride as we have heart-to-heart conversations about the energies that influence our lives. Hello, we're back again. How are you going today, Marianne? Yep, I'm going pretty good. The mm. sun's shining, it's mm. looking pretty good. Yeah, we're looking out the window now. We've got a new location for our podcasting. We've got a beautiful view. I can see the sea. I don't think you can because you'd have to turn your head. But Yeah, no, I can't see the sea, but <laughs> I can see, you know, stuff. Mm. Nice greenery, nice blue sky. Yep, yeah. it's all good. So today, I think you said we're going to talk about what happens if you have a human design reading and what other things can you do to find out more about your human design. Yes, exactly. Mm. Because let's face it, when you get your chart, (laughs) it looks like gobbledygook to me. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) And you need to have some kind of way to actually interpret that Mm. and you know, you can decide to go off and research yourself, particularly if you've got a line one in your profile, you may yep, choose to like do that. You and me. Yeah, exactly. But, you know, we both did that. Did we get a really good, complete idea of what our chart was like? Hmm. Well, I don't think I did, but I didn't do – I don't think I did as much research as you. I I just kind of – treated it like it was um, an astrology chart, which is not a bad idea, and kind of went from there. Um, But, yeah, I think you did a whole lot more. Yes. Well, you know, conscious line one, you know, dive into that information and go as deep as you can. And, of course, I haven't hit rock bottom yet. Mm. Mm. And, of course, mine is the unconscious line one, right? Mm. That's Mm. right. So, therefore, I just was probably having some, at the time I was probably like, I really want to find out about this in my life. So I'd go off and have a look at that. Mm. But I didn't consciously think, I'm going to go and find out all about human design. I'm like, oh, I could have a look at my chart, my astrology chart. I could have a look at my human design. I could have a look at my numerology. I could have a look at this and have a look at that and see what I find out. Mm. Hmm. Does that sound unconscious? Uh, it's it's probably like it's an innate thing. So remember, mm. unconscious is actually meaning that it's something that's innate within you so that you're not um, really aware of the actual process that you're going through. Mm. So whereas with me, I'm consciously aware of, yes, I'm, you know, excited, interested, fascinated by this particular topic. Um, <laughs> trust me, it doesn't take much to get me interested in topics. But it does take me a little while to have topics that I go really, really deep into. Having said that, even my mid-sized dive-ins are usually deep enough for most people. So, mm, True. Mm. Anyway, so, so yes, the fact is though, when you first get your chart, you have no idea, mm. essentially. No. None whatsoever. Exactly. Mm. And... You know, there's there's a few different things that you can do. And, you know, the, the fact is that getting a human design reading is not particularly cheap. Oh, no. I've seen some of them where they're charging like $1,000. Yeah. And it's like for an hour or an hour and a half. I'm like, whoa. Yeah, some, some of them I think are a bit, bit over the top really. Well, maybe but some of them go on name. Well, maybe. I don't know. But, uh, you know, to... The fact is if you want to get a really good human design chart that has some depth to it, then you probably want to be having at least 90 minutes. You mean a reading? What did I say? Chart. Oh, chart. Whoops. Sorry, not chart, reading. <laughs> you just you can just churn out your chart. That's no problem. So, yes, so getting a reading. So you, you definitely want to have 90 minutes, I would say, at a minimum to cover off on most important stuff in your chart. Mm. I've never had a reading. 
No, because I, I give you little mini ones along yeah, the way you, you as practices. <laughs> but that kind of has to add up to an awful lot, a lot more than an hour and a half. Yes. And, you know, that's that's the other side of it. A reading is limited by, you know, the knowledge of the person who's doing the reading, the amount of time that you're putting to it and um, – how much you can afford. Yeah, yeah, exactly, how much you can afford. Because um, you can, you know, you can get really little short readings for, you know, I don't know, I've seen some some people saying $45. But, you know, what you pay for is what you get. The fact is that if you are going to get a human design reading that is actually focused on your chart, the person who is doing that reading needs to do a whole lot of background information ideally. Now, it does depend on how they do the reading because there's many, many different ways of doing a reading, just like there are many, many, many different types of people, Mm. you know, essentially. So you do need to consider, you know, what you're wanting because you can get some that are a bit cheaper where it's just a recording, so it's not a live reading. You don't have any interaction with that. And that's okay, that might be perfectly fine Mm. if you're happy just to have that information. I've had other, you know, I've had like tarot readings and psychic readings that are like that where they record it and send it to you and then you kind of can have some interaction after, you know, by a messenger or whatever. Um, But, yeah, I guess it is, it's like... What do you want? Do you want to just listen to what someone's telling you or do you want to be able to ask questions or, you know. Mm. And sometimes it's fine just to listen because you don't know what you don't know so you've got no questions until you get through it and then you just suddenly go, oh, gee, I wonder what that meant and I wonder what that meant. But you wouldn't have thought about asking it through the thing. In fact, you know, I've had many, many tarot readings where I've gone away afterwards and these are face-to-face as well, not just mm. recordings. I've gone away afterwards and gone, oh, I wish I'd asked that. I wish I'd asked that. But at the time you don't think about it. Yeah, and I suppose like a human, maybe the thing we need to say here is a human design reading is not like a tarot reading. No, I know. I'm just equating yeah, it to... Yeah, but I'm just saying that for the listeners so that there's... Because this is probably another thing with the terminology. You can have this misleading thought that a human design reading is like a psychic reading. Mm. So a good human design reader will definitely bring their intuitive abilities into the reading, but it is also around your actual chart and it is essentially giving you key information from your chart. Mm. Yeah. Well, the chart's got to be the basis, doesn't it? Because it's a fact. That's that's yes. what you are. It's based on your time of birth and it gives you certain things that are factual. So you need to know about those. And the intuitive side of it might come in more where you uh, work out how to deal with things. Okay. Um, for, for me, the intuitive part of it is around what it is that that person needs to know, what that person needs to hear Oh, which about their chart. So, yeah, I mean that like a standard reading should give you, you know, a good idea of, you know, your strategy, your authority, your profile and some things around, you know, your energetics, like how your centres and things are working. But there's a whole lot of depth that you can go into within those things that can change depending on who you're with. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, so so basically human design reading should give you information that's going to actually be helpful for you to actually start your human design experiment. So it should be enough for you to have some some ideas of some starting points, some ideas of questions that you want to explore and then, you know, kind of go into that. Or Have, it, we, have we talked about the human design experiment? Hmm. Have we? I oh, maybe we haven't. Maybe, maybe we, we just need to give a little mm. explanation of what you're talking about. I can't remember whether we have or not. I no. suspect not in any detail. We may have mentioned it before. Yes. So, so let's get your take on what the human design experiment is. 
and what that means for you. So this, so this is based on the fact that human design is actually about differentiation. So, what do you mean by that? I'm just about to tell you. <laughs> do you know what the, I mean by that? So, so, this, so this is like the key thing that I think takes human design out of being like a personality test or whatever. Because mm. you kind of see sometimes in lists, personality test, human design. No, it's it's not because it because it goes into much more individualization. I suppose in the same way that an astrology reading yeah. is very individual. Yeah, it's not it's not like you going in there and you're answering questions in a quiz like you do on Facebook or mm. you know Instagram or something like that. Yeah. Which often that's what some of the personality tests are. I mean, I don't discount things like your um, Myers Briggs and stuff like that. They're obviously based on years and years and years of research and and that kind of thing. But a personality test just gives you information and I think a human design chart actually gives you like a roadmap of how to get Mm. somewhere. Yes, exactly. So... So is this about the experiment? This is is all connected to the experiment. (laughs) Just laying some foundations here. So, So basically you, you know, yes, you've got your chart which is showing the um, things that you came into the world having, essentially. So Mm. this is what you were designed to have when you were born. And through your life, you've kind of taken off different energies, you've been conditioned in certain ways, some of it positively, some of it definitely not positively. And do you not want to use the word negative? (laughs) I had, hadn't thought about it. I'm just saying not positively. Is that not the same thing? Anyway, you know, so, so basically there's negative experiences along the way. There's, you know, there's different kinds of, you know, trauma as a mm. general term that people use. So there's all sorts of stuff that you've accumulated that makes you an entirely different individual to anyone else. Even a twin that was born, you know, at virtually the same time as you who – may have what appears to be a duplicate chart because their experiences in life are not going to be the same as yours, then how that chart uh, basically comes out in you is going to be different to your twin. Mm. Um, there should probably be some little nuances there that are different as well, but you know, just in a general sense. So, so you're this entirely unique individual that's starting from that blueprint of human design and tracking through all of the experiences of your life. And then you find out about human design. And, you know, you've kind of been chugging along the energy around human design's just been doing its stuff in the background without you being consciously aware of having that or even unconsciously aware probably. Mm. And when you come to human design... The idea is to actually start to investigate what your truth is within your design. Mm -hmm. So let me give you an example. We're both projectors. Yep. We're actually both self-projected projectors. Yes. So, you know, you'd think that would give us a fair amount of stuff in common. Mm. But the fact is, you know, we've led our own lives. We've gone and you know, done all sorts of different kinds of things. Mm. We've got other parts of our chart that are not the same. So when I come in and step into how I'm going to be a projector, that's not going to be identical to the way that you act as a projector. Mm. And that's what the experiment is. What What's being a projector like for me? You know, this, there's this information that says this is generally what this energy type is like. What's the nuances for me? What's the nuances for you? Mm. And it and it really is like running almost a scientific experiment. Well, let me see. What what's it? Maybe like? it's an unscientific experiment. <laughs> I don't know, but it's kind of like you know you sort of go once again just using the projector example. So you know, insert whatever type you are. It's like okay, so you know, I'm supposed to be recognised and invited. That's my strategy. What does that look and feel like for me? Mm. And that's not going to be the same as what it exactly looks like and feels like for you. Mm. And, you know, there's sort of those elements of, of your experience 
that overlay that. So the general principle is projectors need to have recognition and have invitations. Mm. But that's, you know, every single projector will experience that in a different way. So how do you experience it? Let's just give them an example of the difference between you and I. Okay, so so with mine, the, the recognition, first of all, needs to come through the things that are actually lighting me up as a 1-3. So it's going to come through my deep well of knowledge and my, you know, kind of experimental playing around with stuff and, mm. you know, trying things out. So I'm going to be recognised for that and, you know, I need to be aware that I'm not going to be recognised for something that's not truly me. Mm. So, you know, it, it, I won't be recognised for, you know, someone who's going to save the world, like a line five. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Because you're a five one. <laughs> so, 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 but notice how I said, yes, I'm a projector, but what my recognition comes from also has to do with my profile that's mm. connected to being me. Yeah, yeah. And so I guess for me, apparently, as Mary Ann's just said, I'm supposed to save the world. <laughs> <laughs> One uh, person at a time. Well, uh, no, well maybe no, not no, even no, Not with a line five, no. No. Um, so I think that, you know, I, I'm looking at where I am at the moment and this obviously may change, you know, mm. over time because people get interested in different things over time. But at the moment I'm very involved in art and I keep thinking about how I can save the world through my art (laughs) and you know there's so there's a few different parts of that and you know one of them is by painting things that show people how beautiful the world is and that it's worth saving so that's one aspect of it for me another one is helping other people be able to express how they see the world and I've noticed that a lot of people who are beginning artists feel like they're no good or, you know, they can't – they have to copy things or they have to follow things exactly and stuff like that. They don't have confidence to go out there and splash around paint. (laughs) (laughs) As opposed to you. (laughs) So to speak. Well, no, it's it's more like – so, for example, in my art classes, I'd be sitting next to people and they'd be going to me, how do you just do that? And I'm like, all I'm doing is putting marks on a page, you know. It's, it's So I think that part of my thing is that I need to help people realise that they are able to do this too and you don't have to produce something perfect. You just have to produce. Hmm. Mm. Yeah, exactly. So, so you know, there's there's two sides of how that recognition, I guess, comes to me is through those two things. And, yeah, I might not be there yet, but I'm working on it. Yeah, well, you know, we're all a work in progress, aren't we? Mm. And that's the other part of the experiment is recognising that, you know, it is an experiment. It's not life and death. No. You know, your human design is not life and death. It's just there and as you said before, was it a roadmap that you called it? Mm. Yeah, which is one of the things that people do refer to your human design chart as being. And the experiment is about going, well, here's my roadmap. What am I going to explore? What am I going to experiment with and see what's true for me? So it's going outside of knowledge, which is essentially the primary thing that you get from a human design reading is knowledge. Mm. But knowledge without action doesn't actually help you to move into alignment with with that actual chart. Yeah. It's it's like if, you know, we go back to my art thing, if I read up on how to do a certain thing but I don't go and try it, then <laughs> I'm never going to get anywhere. Well, you're never going to get anywhere with that, exactly. Like, mm. and And that's... You know, so, so people may choose to do that and that's okay if they just want to have their human design reading and, you know, get their report or whatever, however the person does it and that's that's it, that's what they've got, then that's what they've got. Yeah, so you know, it, so it might, be, so that, might be that like 
five years down the track, they suddenly go, oh, I remember that reading I had for human design. I wonder what that meant. And they go back to it. Hmm. And then they move forward in their, in their roadmap instead of being stuck at a roadblock. Yeah, exactly. Or, you know, let's face it, if you are still working on yourself, whether it's through the lens of human design or not, you're still going to have a progression towards alignment. Yeah, it's just an un- unconscious rather than a conscious one, isn't it? To, to some extent, but it, but it's also what I've... Oh, unconsciously human design, I mean. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I know what you mean. Hopefully everybody else did. <laughs> they do now. <laughs> <laughs> but um, now I forgot what I was going to say. Oops. Just retrack. Okay. So so basically, um, nope, it's gone. <laughs> we'll, I thought I had it, but it's gone. That's, that's strange. <laughs> With a defined head, normally it kind of stick around. But anyway, we'll see. It wasn't important enough. Well, Otherwise it would have stuck around. I'm pretty around. sure it was important, you know. <laughs> Projectors giving out projectors giving out their words. There's all that energy and power of that. Anyway, we'll move on. So, so basically, you've got you know human design reading. You can choose to leave it at that point of knowledge. Mm. So, when when I'm working with people around their human design, we try to move beyond just that knowledge. Mm-hmm. Much as I love knowledge. There's the other part of me, the line three, that likes to experiment. Ooh, so human design experiment is perfect for me <laughs> because... That's why you call it an experiment and I call it a roadmap probably. <laughs> Possibly. I don't know. Because <laughs> yeah, yours is kind of more about what's the structure of it. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so, well, experiment is, is what Ra called it as well. Yeah, I know. But anyway, so so basically, you know... I like to move people beyond that knowledge piece and into starting to do the experiment, which then brings you into a closer alignment with the things that are in your chart. And that's kind of what can happen next after a reading. So a reading is essentially that knowledge point. You know, a a good reader who's creating a good report will have some things in there that are suggestions around some of the experiments that you can run but you know it it's not probably if you're looking for that in a report you probably won't find that written down as experiments to run you might have suggestions or something like that in the report probably won't have the heading experiments letting people know (laughs) that they might not see the word experiment yeah but that's well you know there is connotations around experiment and mice in labs and stuff like that trust you to go there (laughs) <laughs> yes yeah, so, so you know that's okay I obviously don't have an issue with the term experiment because of my line three yeah that's right anyway but yes and and you know it I think taking the scientific stuff out of it you know if you're experimenting with stuff you're kind of playing around with it mm. you know it, like it's it's meant to be something that's just play essentially Mm. so how can you play with the things that are part of your human design and see what happens you know it's it really is like that and and that's not to take away from some of the fairly deep things that you can find from your human design but you can still play around with those ideas even then when they're a bit confronting or a bit challenging it's like oh okay well how does that work? How do I work with that energy without getting sucked into into it in some way or, you know, saying this is who I am kind of thing? So, you know, there, there's ways to do that and I suppose that's why I don't just do readings much as I love readings. Mm. Going back to the playing around with things and not taking things too seriously, um, I guess we've kind of said this stuff before but, I, you know, some people think human design it's a set in stone type thing, and mm. the, the, it's the same in astrology. When I studied astrology, some people think that it's all set in stone, but nothing's ever set in stone. It's about your reaction and your actions about different things. Not that if astrology, for example, says that you're a Leo who loves their hair. <laughs> <laughs> I only Does say that really because that's that? me. 
well, yeah, Leos, Leos are all about the hair because oh, it's the mane, you know. Oh, that, ex- that explains a lot then, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, but that doesn't mean that every Leo is like that because some Leos may have moved past that whole thing and, you know, not be worried about that stuff as opposed to me who still... Yes, still, trust me, still hair, still obsessed with the hair. Goes to the hairdresser every six weeks and gets yeah. upset when it's a bad cut and all of that kind of yeah. thing. <laughs> but, yeah, so I think, you know, don't ever let anyone tell you that just because you're a generator or a reflector or whatever that you are this and you have to do this and that's the only way it is because mm-hmm. within all of them, Within all of the energy types, there's all these different things that come into play that make you not set in stone. Yeah. And we're not gargoyles. Yes. And I had sort of this experience with someone who was in my your Human Design Foundations like course that I ran recently where I do like little mini readings as, as part of the final live that we do on that, which is which is fun for me. <laughs> and I hope, hopefully useful for them, but anyway, I have a bit of fun with that. But the question came up from one of them and she had um, an undefined throat centre. So that means there's no colour in that. Um, there may be some gates that have some colour, but the centre itself has no colour. And she had either been told or read um, that if you have that uncoloured, then you can't, like, access your voice very no. easily. And that kind of thing, I'm going, ooh, yeah, I have I have read some of that stuff as well, but that's not the reality because everybody has access to every part of the chart. It's just what that access looks like and feels like for them. And where it's white, then you have two potentials there. So first of all, you're going to have inconsistent access to the, that energy, so whatever the themes and the ideas are around that centre. But because it's open and you're receiving energy from someone else, that means that you actually have this potential for unlimited access to that centre at the time that you're with someone who has it defined. Mm. So, you know, there's at no point that human design is limiting you in a way that detracts from your life yeah it's basically giving you the guidelines saying you know you're a projector you can be a projector however you want but you're going to find more of a feeling of success if you actually wait for recognition and wait for invitations to make some big moves in your life or even some smaller ones as it will happen like when you experiment with a bit it'll kind of show you what you're getting invitations for so so that's kind of what we're saying. Don't allow something that someone says or something that someone writes to kind of lock you in. If you're feeling like it's locked in, say, stuff it, I'm doing my own experiment. It'll be what it's going to be. Yeah, because there's, you know, there's no reason why, say, for example, if you are a projector, that you have to actually wait for invitations you can go out there and try it you just might not have as much success exactly <laughs> but as, you can as still a, go as and a do projector it. who has tried that <laughs> i can i can vouch for it being quite a draining and depleting experience you know but, but you know waiting waiting and this applies across all of the energy types everyone has to wait for something each each energy type has waiting in, in the projector case, it's waiting for the invitation. But just because you're waiting for an invitation doesn't mean that you sit back and do nothing. Mm. It's like you go and, you know, do the things that you really enjoy or get or you're passionate about or any of those th- kinds of things. And as soon as you're on that kind of track, then you're probably going to attract that kind of energy anyway that energy that people will invite you to do things so it's not you have to wait and you have to sit in your chair and watch tv until someone invites you to do something that's not going to get you anywhere (laughs) you have to live your life (laughs) exactly so you're just going to go out and live it but in amongst that living what's the experiment you know Mm. how can you um play around with what that's like Mm. so so yes that's that's kind of where I want to lead people Mm. as I was saying so you know is 
from from my perspective, if you want to make use of this this roadmap, this experiment, then the next step is to actually, you know, work out how to do the experiment mm. and, and, you know, what kinds of tools and things you can use around that. So so before we go there though, yeah, can you just give people like a brief outline of what you do in a reading? Oh, what I would do. Yeah. Okay, so usually I do a little bit of pre-work sort of stuff a with people. A little bit. I know. I'm pretty sure it's a lot. So, so listen to what I'm saying. <laughs> you're interrupting. So, yeah, that's so, me. So, this is pre-work for the client. So, so they'll receive information about their type and their strategy, um, and their authority before they actually come into the reading. Now, this can all like I also do readings based on where they're at. So, if if they've already pretty much knowing you know, all of the foundational stuff, then they can have a more advanced reading that goes a little bit deeper. So it depends a little bit, different kinds of readings. But essentially the client will get a bit of Mm pre-work while I'm doing lots of work in the background preparing and pulling together, you know, so basically, you know, I'm a teacher so I approach it as a teaching experience. I want to give the people who book in as much information that's relevant to them as possible in the time frame mm. in a way that is easily digested hopefully like because human design is not not necessarily that easy to digest but I try and break mm. it down so that it is easily digestible and understandable so that you can you know really start to see oh yeah that's why I do that oh that's what that's about. Oh, okay, that's interesting. So it kind of gives you points of recognition and um, then going, oh, so what can I do with that? Because that's really what I want people to start to question, whether they then go off and experiment with support or not. That's entirely up to them. So they get the pre-work, then we go through and do the session, which will involve you know, me talking, showing stuff, and interaction with the person. So, you know, you ask questions as I go through and find out, you know, what you're curious about. And we sort of check in and see, you know, if there's anything in particular that's that's your interest or that you really want to know a bit more about. And we kind of cover off on that. So all the background stuff that I've done, considering what's in the chart, means that no matter what someone comes up with, I can give them some kind of a response that will be helpful. Mm. So we go through and do all of that. We cover off on, you know, as I said, you know, looking at, I think I said, anyway. So basically I'll focus on your profile, which is a really important aspect of, you know, who you are going out into the world. And We focus on centres and we focus on um, some of the big energy in your chart, so like your sun and earth gates and what they might mean for you. And depending on what point you come in at, so if you've already got profile information and stuff, then we can go further into more depth as well. Mm. So that's kind of the general scope. That's all recorded. So once the session is finished, you get a copy of the recording. And I've just started to do it as in a video recording but also an audio recording. So if you like to listen to stuff while you're out walking, you can actually listen to it in that way. Mm. So you get it in multiple different um, manners, I suppose. And then you get a written report at the end, which even has more depth than what we actually got to in the reading itself. Yeah. So you do like sort of face-to-face via Zoom or something like that? Yeah. So Do you do face-to-face? I I, I do. (laughs) I do. Um, it's a little bit more awkward because there's kind of the issues around how you how you record that and present yeah. it. So I do prefer to do them by Zoom, even if it's people who are local. Mm. But if they really like face to face, then that's fine. I've got ways that we work with that. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm. All right. So you cover all of that off. Yes. You don't have to be in the same city, same nope. state. Same country. Same country. Same planet. Oh, no, probably the same planet. Yeah, I don't yeah. think we've organised <laughs> no, in, we're not interstellar No, yet. we haven't got the, the, you know, 
aliens on board yet. Mm. Unless they're coming. Well, you unless they're already that. Unless they're already here. You mm. don't know that. Where's our little noise that's the... Ooh. Forgotten. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, we, you know, imagine that we've got the spooky kind of noise coming in there. <laughs> Ah, there it is. <laughs> <laughs> I got it. <laughs> That's what happens when you attach noise noises to buttons and things and you've got to remember them. You've got to find them. <laughs> and then you've got to remember to turn the sound up. <gasps> so much to think about. Mm. But yeah, so so yes, so essentially your human design reading you should come away with a good amount of knowledge. Yep. yep. Okay. So I know there's lots more to human design than just the energy types, the profile, you know, your strategy, your authority, blah, 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 all that, you know. Yeah, exactly. There's look, If you dig down deeper, there's so many other things. So how do people find out more about that? So, so you can do an advanced reading where you can either choose a focus and you can go deep into that focus. What if you don't know what you don't know, though? Well, if it's if it's an advanced reading, you should have a fairly good idea. So it's like, um, you know, I want to find out, you know, what my gifts are, what my intuition is or whatever, my purpose, you know, that kind of thing. Well, you know, that can be looked at and delved into to a very deep level. So, you know, it, it's coming from with a question that you actually have in your real life. You yeah. Know, why, Rather why, than going in there and saying, for example, oh, I want to find out about my environment. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And and if it, if that's, you know, what you're focusing on, that would be a short reading anyway. I reckon. <laughs> well, I mean, there's layers yeah. and layers within that, but if it's just one topic like that, then that would, would not be a two-hour reading. No. So, so there is scope to have shorter readings as well. You know, if you do want to just find out what this bit on your chart is actually about, um, then, you know, that's that's kind of the possibility as well. So, so there's essentially in terms of gathering knowledge, there are many different ways that you can actually come and get the information in a reading. Mm. But you can also do a bit of exploration yourself um, and this is probably my work that I'm more passionate about is actually helping people to step beyond knowledge into, you know, the, the, the way that you can navigate through your human design chart to really make some significant changes in your life. So how do people do that then? Well, as I just I think I mentioned before, like the client who had been in your Human Design Foundations course. So basically, I have courses and programs that are essentially coaching that help you to get knowledge and then take that knowledge into action. So you start to come into alignment. And I love to give people tools, actually physical tools as well as, you know, strategies and that sort of thing that actually help them to get into that space. So we've kind of got a foundational one and then there's one that that delves quite deeply into like the centres and the gates and the channels and then beyond that we kind of move into the human design mentoring where it's like this is, you know, the question or the issue in my life that I now want to see what is the the potential within my human design chart for working that out and then how do I actually, you know, put something in place so it changes. Mm. Okay. So how does that work? So, so with the um, different courses and programs, they're... Online, they have aspects that are like online learning, so that's you gathering your knowledge, and then aspects where it is either group coaching or one-to-one coaching, where it zeroes in more on you. Mm-hmm. Um, if it's one-to-one men- mentoring, then that's what it says, one-to-one mentoring. So we actually together explore the chart, look at what's happening in your life, and come up with you know ways to move through that, and that mm. brings in 
probably both probably both options bring in all of the other um, you know tools that I use and have used in the past working with people you know so so basically all of my master stuff mm. you know as in like okay. master coach you know mm. master of NLP master hypnotist Reiki master <laughs> and crystal Reiki master and all of that sort of stuff so so you know basically um, to get to the aligned stage, you can do that by yourself with a bit of willingness to explore or you can get there a little bit more quickly with some extra support. So if you're a 1-3, you might go off and do it yourself because you're a bit like Marianne. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, not to say that I, I didn't have support along the way in my journey as well. So, you know, I chose the things that I was going to go deep in myself and then I also had an, had enough understanding of myself to go, oh, I need to know this from a different perspective than what I can get myself as well. So, you know, even one threes, you need some support. In fact, there's some stuff in the, in the, um, the whole idea of the one three where they are trained by the master to then become the master. Mm. Okay. Yes, master. <laughs> oh, yeah, I just realised that's why I've got all these things where I'm master of. Oops. <laughs> <laughs> just made that connection. I, I was kind of thinking about Star Wars at the, at the oh, time. Oh, were yeah. you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, we've had different Because there's a lot of Yes Master in there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we've been watching them. Oh, have you? On, okay. On uh, Disney Channel because they've got them all in timeline order. So we've been watching everything from the beginning. It's very oh, interesting. Oh, so like timeline to, to um, the movies or timeline to the – um, chronology of the Star Wars to the um, chronology, right of Star Wars. So, you know, it for it so time you're not, wise. So you're not going to start with Episode Five, Four, Four, whatever it is. I yeah. don't know. It's been a while episode since I've four. watched watched Star Wars. No, no, no. We started with Episode One, and then there's some other bits and pieces in along the way as well. Like mm, there's a okay. movie about Han Solo and. Um, you know, some series is about Obi Wan Kenobi and all sorts of stuff. But anyway, yeah, there you go. we Who digress. Yes, we do. We <laughs> yes, <do>. master. <laughs> Apologies for going off track again. <laughs> <laughs> That's what a conversation is about. Oh, yes, particularly with us, where we mm. go into all sorts of directions. But anyway, so let me just ask you one more question. Okay. So we've talked about you know, a reading and we've talked about other options for what you can do and stuff like that. But we haven't really talked about some of the other little bits and pieces that you can find out about your human design. You know, like I mentioned environment before. Mm-hmm. And there's some other ones like, you know, your digestion, for example. Motivation. So, yeah. So what are, what are some of the other things that it can, like little bits and pieces? So what are the arrows, you know, what do they tell you about? Uh, so, so the arrows tell you about some of the stuff that we've just said. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Digestion and environment. And motivation and and those kinds of things. So but within that it's it's kind of layered. So for example, digestion, that sounds like it's about food, but it's about how you digest your environment. So so what I'd say first of all is the four arrows are about you within your environment in some aspect. Mm Mm-hmm. So it's kind of giving you more depth to how you can feel more comfortable in your environment, different Mm. ways that that can happen. So you'll notice the arrows, the four arrows are either right-facing or left-facing. And, you know, even even knowing, you know, whether they're right or left, majority right, majority left or whatever, gives you some information about how you operate within, you know, the outer world, so to speak. Yeah. So, so yes, you can you can definitely find out about that. But they're essentially, um, you know, looking at a bigger concept. So, for example, my environment is caves. Mm. That doesn't mean I should be going off and living in a cave. Oh, sometimes I wonder. No, definitely <laughs> not. <laughs> Mine's mountains. Yes, 
and funnily enough, you are living on a bit of a mountain. That's yeah. why we've got a nice view here. Yes. I'm it's not living in a cave, though, let me assure yeah. you of that. <laughs> my, my partner, his is Shores, which means that you're kind of between two environments. Yeah. Which, interestingly, so in my place, we're up on a hill, but we overlook a valley and we also have a view of the sea. So we're like halfway between mountains and sea, mountains and shores mm. and mountains and valleys. Mm. So it that's why he loves living here, even though he's not a mountain environment person. Yeah, and and there's different ways to interpret it, and, and like the cave environment is about securing your, you know, your home or your office or wherever it is. So feeling secure within that. So it's about entrances and exits, and mm. you know that kind of thing. And I think mountains is about having overview, overviews. Yeah, exactly. So it's not just about. Having a look, having a view to the sea or a view over a valley, it's about me having an overview over my life, I think. Or think of it more as, you know, the <coughs> king sitting on top of the hill, he's having the queen. O- Thank you. Sorry. Queen <laughs> having, you know, he's, he's having, she's <coughs> having the overview of the whole kingdom. Mm. So it's like, what, what's happening in the whole environment? You know, this might be why you like to. <laughs> Well, we won't go there, will we? <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, know where you're going. <laughs> My partner calls me Ms Mangle. <laughs> in that, if anyone who's lived in Australia knows that in um, uh, Neighbours, the soap, there was Mrs Mangle who used to have her nose in everyone's business. And I look out over the valley and I can see people living over the other side and I can see what they're doing in their backyards and all this kind of thing. It's really interesting. And you're fascinated by it because you've got that environment of mountains. Yes, I know. (laughs) (laughs) He doesn't understand that though because he's not a designing person. (laughs) Well, but he also doesn't have that energy. So, you know, when you don't understand the human design stuff but you also don't have that energy, remember that until we have some understanding – we kind of go into judgment and this is seems to be a theme that's come up a little bit lately so maybe this is, is a good idea to talk about it but you know essentially we're judging people based from our design mm. and we're judging them based on what they they don't have that we do have and yeah. you know that that's essentially what's happening there and we you know we do it in lots of ways you know we unconsciously do that you know it's like um, a client I was working with has a defined will slash ego center or slash heart if we want to go to all the names of it. And this means that there is the this ability to have a lot of willpower, energy to actually follow through and get things done. So that's the definition the client has. But she then judges other people who don't have that at an unconscious level because she's a lovely person. You know, she's not a judgmental person, but she she was judging other people, particularly in the workplace, who obviously, to me anyway, obviously didn't have a defined will centre. Mm. So they were acting in a different way and she's kind of judging them because they're not the same as her. And that's what we do at an unconscious level because what's defined in us feels nice and comfortable. Mm. And, you know, remember there the people who are undefined there are kind of tapping into our energy but they don't have access to it all the time. And, you know, we, we you know, this is human nature to do that judgment. So, you know, part of human design is actually understanding that we are all different and that's okay and there should not be that judgment that we unconsciously bring in Mm. and building towards not having that. I suppose that's the ultimate aim of understanding your design is actually beginning to have that ability to universally love everybody Mm. rather than judge. Yeah, it's kind of like the interesting thing with astrology, for example, is that people kind of go in there and go, who am I compatible with? But if you look at human design, you kind of go in there and go, 
Now that I understand this about myself, how do I get on with everyone? Not who am I compatible with. How do I get on with everyone? Mm. Regardless of their energy type, their profile, whatever. Yeah, and that's that's really... Their environment. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the digestion. We'll have to have have to come back and talk about some of those those deeper things at some point but it it really is i think one of the the great strengths of human design in its um intent i suppose is to give us that point of going you know i'm not the same as you that's okay you know how can i relate to you in a better way knowing you're not the same as me mm. You know, how can I actually be compatible with you no matter what? Yeah. And, and you know, there it is in, entirely possible to do that, mm. you know, with a little bit of understanding and a little bit of empathy, I suppose. Yeah, and this is, this is where I see the big difference between astrology and human design is in that whole attitude. You can take that attitude with astrology, but most people don't. Mm. It's more about what am I like? Who am I compatible with? Mm. But you can you can treat it the same way. But in human design, we're coming from the perspective of how do I get on with people knowing what I know about myself and knowing what I know about them or even what I don't know about them. Yeah, exactly. Because, you know, you know at, at this point in time, we can't run around in the world and go, oh, you know, what's your type? What's your profile? Because yeah. <laughs> we haven't got that far with this, like astrology yet. No. <laughs> I mean, it'll, it, like you may exist within friendship groups where people do know their profiles and their, you know, their types and whatever. But you, you just have to kind of go, well, I don't know exactly what that person is like. But if, if I'm feeling some resistance to them in this area, then that probably tells me that's their area of openness opposed to my area of definition. And how can I swing that around? How can I actually go, oh, well, they've got these amazing um, abilities that I don't have because they're the opposite to me. And how can we actually come together and find, you know, the the amazingness within that? Mm. Yes. Well, that's probably a good point to stop at, I think. I think so. a nice positive point. I think so. And given the fact that my dog is outside yelping because he wants to come inside. Yes. He's, we, he's, he's getting worse and worse. We hope that you can't hear it through <laughs> through the microphones, but I don't know. We'll find out later. We will, but if that's what you can hear, that's why. <laughs> he's quite upset. He's been left outside while we've been doing the podcast. But anyway, oh, one day. <laughs> one day he'll be quiet. <laughs> what day will that be? I don't know. <laughs> Anyway, thank you all very much for listening today. We had a great time, even though we had a little few little tangents in there. <laughs> but that's what we do. <laughs> um, <laughs> so we will catch you all again at some time in the near future. Yes, we will. And, so and uh, don't forget, if you're interested in any of the things that we've talked about, you can check out our website for more details, which is the Synergy of Us. Mm. So it's good night, good night, goodbye, <laughs> goodbye from me. And goodbye from me. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Synergy of Us. We hope you enjoyed the conversation and it has helped you in some way to become more aligned with your energy. Until next time, bye, bye for, for now. now.